Welcome to our worship today from St Peter and Paul's seal, led by me, Canon Anne Labar. On this first Sunday in Lent, we welcome Kevin Bright as our preacher today, and we give our thanks for, to our readers, Marion Gilchrist and Babs Bartholomew. As usual, our hymns come to us courtesy of St Martin in the Fields in London. We're grateful to them for their musical service. You might also like to know that there will be Lent courses starting tomorrow on Monday. There will be a chance to, to meet together on Zoom, either in the morning at 11 o'clock or in the evening at 7.30. But also on Tuesday, there will be video presentations of the same material that we're using in the Lent courses, which you'll be able to follow at your own speed. There are also printable versions of the Lent course and you can download those from the website. The Lent course is going to be looking at questions that Jesus asked of those who came to him. Four different questions which I hope will make us think too. You can find more details on the church website. Thank you. 
Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Lord, have mercy. The prophet Isaiah tells us to turn to the Lord and he will have mercy, to our God who will richly pardon. And so in this season of Lent, let us ask for God's forgiveness for the things that we've done which we regret, for the ways we've hurt others or damaged God's creation, knowing that God always forgives us. We say together, most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been. Help us to amend what we are and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, whose Son, Jesus Christ, fasted forty days in the wilderness and was tempted as we are, yet without sin, give us grace to discipline ourselves in obedience to your Spirit. And as you know our weakness, so may we know your power to save. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I make between you and me and every living creature that is with you for all generations. I have set my bow in the clouds and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring, bring clouds over the earth, the bow is seen in the clouds. I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh 
and the waters should never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Our psalm today is Psalm 25. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. My God, I put my trust in you. Let me not be humiliated, nor let my enemies triumph over me. Let none who look to you be put to shame. Let the treacherous be disappointed in their schemes. Show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. In you have I trusted all the day long. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and love, for they are from everlasting. Remember not the sins of my youth and my transgressions. Remember me according to your love, and for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Gracious and upright is the Lord, therefore he teaches sinners in his way. He guides the humble in doing right, and teaches his way to the lowly. All the paths of the Lord are love and faithfulness to those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, forgive my sin, for it is great. Hear the word of Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Not long afterwards, Jesus came from Nazareth in the province of Galilee and was baptised by John in the Jordan. As soon as Jesus came up out of the water, he saw heaven opening and the Spirit coming down on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my own dear Son. I am pleased with you. At once the Spirit made him go into the desert, where he stayed forty days, being tempted by Satan. Wild animals were there also, but angels came and helped him. After John had been put in prison, Jesus went to Galilee and preached the good news from God. The right time has come, he said, and the kingdom of God is near. Turn away from your sins and believe the good news. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts be now and always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, Mark certainly gets down to business, doesn't he? It hits you more when you actually open a printed Bible rather than finding the text online, because the words we heard today are two thirds of the way down the first column on the first page. Matthew and Luke don't start their descriptions of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness until the fourth chapter. And unlike Mark, they then go on to list them and provide a more detailed account. With Mark, there's a sense of urgency to start proclaiming the good news. After telling us that Jesus was baptized by John in the River Jordan, we hear that the Spirit 
immediately drove him out into the wilderness. Like Matthew and Luke, he still tells of Christ being tempted, but his is the only gospel to tell us of the angels who waited on him. He was in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. It's a really powerful detail and worthy of careful contemplation. Perhaps it helps if first we take a step backwards and identify the times when we felt that we were in our own wilderness. For some, this will be times of great personal sadness, grieving a loved one, or times of fear and anxiety when darkness feels like it is closing in. Perhaps we feel that we are all stuck together as never before in a wilderness, a wilderness of uncertainty as we enter our second consecutive Lent in lockdown with much of what makes life joyful denied to us. 40 days and 40 nights we might have been able to tolerate, but this could yet be in excess of 400 days and 400 nights of restrictions in one form or another. My daughter received a Valentine's card with hearts surrounding a smiling Boris Johnson. I don't think it was from him, though, which read, My love for you is like the UK lockdown. It will never end. It seems that we had better all start looking for angels. Mark doesn't imply that we should skip the bits where we face up to temptations, wrestle with the tempter, or acknowledge our greatest fears, our own beasts that threaten to overwhelm us. But even in these situations, we need to keep an eye open for the angels. Sometimes it's easier to see the angels that have waited on us in our times of need when we look back. They weren't quite so obvious when we were suffering. I don't think that you need my help to find the angels among us in this time of COVID nor in times of personal sadness and despair. It's for each of us to reflect upon our own personal wilderness experiences in order to identify the angels we met that made real God's love and care for humanity. Lent can be a time to move our minds out of a rut and with God's help, identify where we need to change course break bad habits and restore health to our relationships. Relationships with God, his creation and each other. The fasting element can be a first step towards getting ourselves in a place where we can think, reflect and pray more deeply. Denying ourselves alcohol, chocolate or even Netflix may prove to ourselves that we still have some self-discipline and are serious about this, whilst others already know that they are serious and focus solely on the positive action of truly acknowledging that we exist only by God's grace. In the story of Noah, we hear that God 
set his bow in the clouds as a sign of his covenant with the earth. During this time of COVID, rainbows have proliferated and become both a sign of hope for a brighter future on our earth, but also a recognition and thanksgiving for the many angels working tirelessly to care for and support their fellow human beings. George Matheson, the Scottish hymn writer, knew a thing or two about life's challenges, losing his sight at an early age. His hymn, O Love That Wilt Not Let Me Go, finds meaning in God's rainbow promise and contains the words that you'll probably recall. O joy that seekest me through pain, I cannot close my heart to thee. I trace the rainbow through the rain and feel the promise is not vain that morn shall tearless be. When Noah takes the animals into the ark, he is acknowledging the responsibility of humankind to care for God's creation. Early in Genesis, God said of humankind, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. As God loves and cares for us, he expects us to reflect this not only among each other, but also in the way we relate to the world around us. Record numbers of people have sought canine companions in the last year. Gardening has grown and found new enthusiasts. And almost every route you hike on seeking some solitude has to be shared with other muddy boots as the great outdoors appeals like never before. Is this just a temporary improvement in our relationship with nature, which will promptly cease once blue water reopens and a symptom of a situation which can sometimes feel like house arrest. You may have seen a recent news story where a wanted criminal surrendered himself to face jail as he couldn't stand his domestic situation for another day. Perhaps true punishment for him would be an electronic tag which confined him to the house. It would be nice to think that whilst COVID has undoubtedly brought much misery and suffering, that it could prove to be a catalyst for an improvement in our relationship with God's creation and an acknowledgement of each other's value to God. One temptation we all need to focus on fighting against is to think that we don't need each other or have a responsibility to each other. So there was a ray of hope to learn that the G7 countries are planning to provide vaccinations to those unable to access their own. It's not all bad news. I also saw that the Mayor of London received his jab recently and subsequently tweeted, Love that as a Mayor of Islamic faith, I received my Covid vaccine at a local church from Reverend Dr. 
Sue Clark, who came out of retirement to volunteer as a vaccinator. This is London. Our diversity is our strength. As Christians, we should be able to look all around us and declare, this is humanity. Our love for each other is our strength. At times such as these, we can be sure that God, once again, is well pleased. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, during this season of Lent, help us to open ourselves to your love and to spread that love to others around us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, we pray for all who find themselves in the wilderness today with hard decisions to make. Give them your wisdom and strength to find a way forward. We pray for all in positions of authority and leadership whose decisions affect many other people, that you would enable them to see with your eyes and to love with your heart. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, we pray for your church throughout the world, that we might draw closer to one another and learn from one another in humility and love. Bless our bishops, James and Simon, and our Archdeacon Julie. We pray that the church we build together might be one where all are welcomed and included. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, we pray for our community, for our families, friends and neighbours. Show us where we can serve and help others and where you are already at work in them, so that we can join in. We pray for our schools as they prepare to open more fully in the weeks ahead, and for our friends in Lavender Fields Care Home, and for all our local businesses and organisations, giving thanks for the love and care that's being shown by so many in this time of trouble. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, we pray for all who are ill and those who care for them at home, in hospital or in other settings. We pray for all who are afraid for the future or burdened by the past. Help us to bring our troubles to you and leave them in your hands. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, we pray for those who have died and those who mourn their loss. For those whose grief is prolonged and painful, that in time they might find consolation and hope, and the assurance that, living or departed, we are held together in your love. We entrust ourselves and all people to your loving care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. As we prepare to share the peace now, I invite you to think of someone who you perhaps are separated from at the moment. Might be a member of our congregation at Seal, or a friend or a family member. Maybe there's someone you need to make peace with. This is a good time to think about them too and to ask God to show you if there's anything you need to do to mend that relationship. Jesus said, Love one another. As I have loved you, so you are to love one another. The peace of the Lord be always with you. So let us pray. In darkness and in light, in trouble and in joy, Help us, Heavenly Father, to trust your love, to serve your purpose and to praise your name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Christ crucified draw you to himself to find in him a sure ground for faith, a firm support for hope and the assurance of sins forgiven and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Mm-hmm.